Welcome to Chariots of Flowers. My name is Coralie, and today I'll be musing about fairy paths. Before you listen to this episode, I would recommend that if you wanted to, of course, you can always go back uh, to the previous episode that just talks about like fairies or fae in general, uh, just because this episode kind of builds off of that. But of course, you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, But yeah, just a heads up. But otherwise, let's get into it. So fairy paths are also known as fairy roads. Um, They're also sometimes referred to as like passages, avenues, or just passes in general. And they're just routes in which like fairies would travel between two locations. Um, Usually it kind of refers to like a straight line more or less kind of like a ley line or like a corpse road if anyone is familiar with like those two concepts but yeah it's just like the path in which a fairy would usually take to travel so yeah the routes are usually like straight lines between like two like significant or major sites so um they could be like two sites in question could be like a ring fort uh ring forts are like ring shaped fortresses from like the uh bronze age or they could be like fairy forts, which are just like remains of like stone circles or like prehistoric circular dwellings from like the Iron Age, more or less, but doesn't have to. But basically, it looks like just like if you see any like old circular bit, like circular site, it could be something that fairies would kind of pass through just to travel. Other sites that might be linked to fairy paths could include like mountains or hills or like fairy hills or like thorn bushes, springs, certain lakes, rock outcrops, or even like stone age monuments. Of course, a lot of this is kind of rooted in Celtic folklore, which is where most of the information about fairy paths are kind of derived from. But I would not be surprised if like similar concepts are found in other cultures and other countries, but essentially if there seems to be a straight line between like two sacred or really old sites, there could be a chance that a fae or the local variation of that could be using that path to travel. So do keep your wits about, especially if you encounter old sites or you're in nature. Now, of course, since we are back on the subject of fae or fairies again, and kind of going back to my previous episode about how fae's and fairies have a little affinity for messing with humans, I think it should be said, though it is obvious, that it's obviously bad luck to kind of build on fairy paths. But of course, there's been stories of people who have kind of built like houses and buildings on said fairy paths. What are the consequences of building on a fairy path, you'd say? Uh, well, if you go ahead and you build a building on top of it or like a house or whatever, uh, disturbances could occur, especially at nighttime since the fae will probably try to pass through. And because they can't pass through, tomfoolery becomes a muck. Uh, the building could 
potentially just be flat out destroyed because again, you're technically invading someone's natural habitat and naturally these beings or creatures would want to kind of claim their home back. So of course they're going to want to destroy it. Um, There's also a good chance that the person uh, building the thing in question or living in there could just suffer like really bad misfortune or like end up really sick or just have weird stuff happen to them or they could just like, you know, flat out die. And also uh, walking on said fairy paths or fairy roads also kind of have similar consequences, especially when it comes to walking. So if you think that you might be traveling on like a fairy path or fairy road, or you think you might like potentially run into one, just try to avoid the path in question. Of course, there are ways to detect fairy paths and to dodge bad luck, especially when it comes to construction. So uh, one way to go about this is let's say, for example, um, you are thinking of like building like, I don't know, a cottage or something because you're about the cottage core life, right? Let's just go there. And you're like maybe on like a countryside and you just want to like make sure that like you're not building something on a fairy path. What does one do? Well, um, what you can do is let's say uh, you could always like take a pile of like stones or I think this can also apply to like sticks but I think stones because you know they're pretty firm and just like leave it on like the area you're thinking of building on or let's say if you have an idea of like the dimensions or like the blueprints or like the ground plan you have you can always just like put it like in little corners of that area and then leave the stones be overnight come back in the morning if like the stones are like undisturbed that means you're not on a fairy path and you should be good to go to build on that land in question now of course if you do come back the next day and they've been like disturbed um that's a sign that fays have probably traveled through that area and of course have disturbed it because again they're passing through it or they're like what is this yeah and destroyed it um so it's probably a sign that like you should not build on that at all and that proceeding with that would probably just bring about bad luck now if you go ahead and do this anyway don't say you didn't know unless you truly did not know that beforehand now let's say you moved into the cottage in question, right? Like it's already been built and it's beautiful and aesthetically pleasing. You get to bake bread and pick flowers and do all the things you want to do, right? Let's say it's there. And lo and behold, you or the people you live with realize that the house is on a fairy path. And maybe you're like, I would rather not move or selling this house would be a nightmare. Let's say for some reason you realize this and you're like, you know what? I'm not leaving. What do I do? Well, what the, one thing you can do is uh, like at night, uh, you would probably just have to like open up like your doors and your windows. And I mean all of them just to ensure that the fairies will be able to kind of pass through and travel without an issue. Failing to do so would probably just mean that a lot of these disturbances and 
weird, spooky stuff would probably occur. And then I think just to like, you know, appease them some more and get them to leave you alone, you can always like add little offerings on like the windowsills or like on the door entrances and see if that does a trick. It probably means that they might just be maybe a little more chill with you and the people you live with in question, maybe really leave you alone. So it's really about just like cooperation and, you know, good old fashioned bribery. Uh, But of course, like if you live in an area where there's like a lot of wild animals, and I mean like the ferocious types like foxes or like coyotes or like lynxes or like mountain lions, uh, that's kind of an entirely different thing. Or let's say if you live in an area where there's like like more houses nearby, it's like a populated little village area, you obviously wouldn't want to like open up your windows and doors at night for like someone to just like come in and like commit crime or whatever or just trespass. So that you know, for that, that'd be like an entirely different discussion. Um, But, you know, I think that kind of situation, which you'd be able to kind of leave your doors and windows open at night and leave little treats at the door without anything kind of happening involving like other people or like wild animals would probably apply to like a scenario in which like you live like in a cottage or in a house in a very, very rural area where it's probably just like you and the property for like miles and miles on end but again different circumstances different approaches i doubt there's fairy lines in like city areas or heavily populated areas so there's that also as like a side note i did read somewhere that if you do have to like build something on a fairy path or like do something on a fairy path not to bring white quartz into it because apparently they they're like fairy stones and fae's really like that so obviously i think by kind of appropriating their stones it might just piss them off um but i wasn't able to like find like a lot of backup or like find anything more into it so i'm just kind of doing it's like a little like you know something to kind of just put in parentheses do what you will with that information. So there's that for today. And I think that like perfectly kind of concludes the Fae discussions, at least for now. Um, next time, I will probably dive into another mythical creature that's kind of been on my mind and the internet's mind, uh, dragons. So that will be a fun one. So I'm really excited for that. So in the meantime, thank you all so much for listening to today's musing. This has been Chariots of Flowers, and I will see you all next time.